Yo, <laughs> this is episode 74 of the Proper Rain podcast. My co-host Alex was just here. Uh, he got knocked off just uh, just for a second, but there he is. It just stops, but we're here. It just stopped. We're back. <laughs> Out of nowhere, man. We're here. Happens that way sometimes, man. Like I said, welcome back to the Purple Rain podcast. This is episode 74, the Tyree Phillips episode, Big Country himself. Um, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining the episode tonight, joining the stream, whether it be the live stream, whether it be after the fact, you're part of the hashtag replay gang. We appreciate you guys. Or if you're listening on podcasts, you know, streaming sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we thank you guys just as much. Uh, but of course, we got to get a, we got to give a, a shout out to everybody in the live chat so far, man. Everybody, the Rain Gang is out here in full effect tonight, per usual. Darius the official kicking it off. Rain Gang, we Liddy, yes sir. X Lee, Raven Ron, what's up? Jabari Cruz Ellis is in the building. Says what's up, Purple Rain Gang. Jason Moyer in here. Tyler Sugared, uh, Unknown Goat, Spencer the Realist, Dawson, Dawson Bulak. Okay, that's a new face, and you know, never seen you around these parts. Thank you. Welcome to the Purple Rain Podcast. Welcome to the Rain Gang. We got Afonso. Says, what's up, Rain Gang? I'm a big fan of the channel, but I'm a member of the Replay Gang because I live in Portugal. But today, oh. I decided to just come and say I appreciate you guys. No, we appreciate Thank you, you Afonso. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so Afonso. much. All the Man. way from Portugal. That is amazing. That is amazing. Big shout out to you. Uh, Devon Johnson says, hashtag Rain Gang. What's good, Devon? Thank you for joining the, sh- uh, the stream tonight. One Session 27 is in the house as well. Says, yo, what's good, man? Thank you so much for joining. Um, all right, so. Oh, yeah, my guy SG is in the building, says, what's up, Rain Gang? And Yolanda, Yolanda's in the house, too, says, hi, PRP fam. How you doing? King is in the house. You know, I can't I can't miss anybody, man. I just can't. I'm sorry. Uh, Lemon Sharaf, you know, I'm not missing you either. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you for joining the stream tonight. Um, Alex, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of all over the place uh, because I went through a roller coaster of emotions yesterday for obvious reasons. I think for the final... Three minutes when the Lions hit the ball, I'm like, we lost. This is our bad. This is our loss. This is it. This is our trap game. Yeah. We called it trap game. Uh, and then I just get that hope. You know, that fourth and 19, don't give me hope. And now I'm here. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into what happened. Uh, but how are you doing? Man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Uh, like you said, the last couple minutes of that game were definitely painful. It was looking like yeah. we were gearing up to lose that game. Uh, but we pulled through. We pulled through, and a win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper on that in just a couple minutes. But just real quick, make sure you guys go ahead and like the video before we talk anymore about Ravens football. Before you forget, you can go ahead and like the video. Also, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well because there's a lot more Ravens content coming your way. Um, I know you guys saw we did a video. We posted a video the other day um, reacting to some of the uh, the news right before the game of you know kind of catching the COVID. But that too. if you guys like, that too, we yeah. got to talk about that. We have to like because that honestly completely changed our predictions. Like our predictions don't even matter at this point. Yeah, like that. That was our whole front line out, which is like yeah. crazy. You know, it definitely, it definitely did not. Uh, that was crazy. It was crazy all around. Let's see. Yeah. Gerald in the house. What's oh, up, Rain Gang? Money. Top of the evening to you both. Top of Top the evening, of the evening to, you. to you, Gerald. Top of the evening, Gerald. We appreciate you for coming through and joining episode 74 of the Purple Rain podcast. We also got our guy, uh, Taquan Christian. Taquan is in the house. Thank you so much for joining. Says, yo, Rain Gang, Sutton and Alex. Yes, sir. Thank you so much yo. for joining. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Purple Rain podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything Purple Rain and also Ravens as well, make sure you follow us at the Purple Rain podcast. All right, now, okay. let's not mince words anymore. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's address the elephant in the room, oh boy. Alex. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Exactly. So yesterday, to win that game, what happened? Ju- Justin Tucker trots out on oh. the field to attempt a 66-yard field goal. That is an wait, NFL wait, 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 record. Wait, 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 you mean the same field mm. that he hit a 61-yarder on on Monday Night Football in 2013? Yeah. The same field. Eight same opponent, ago. same everything. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. It's insane. You you literally cannot write this any better. You can't. And you guys can see. This I don't season. Know if, you, if you guys can see right here on my little yeah, whiteboard. this whole season. This says soap opera season. SOS. Because that's what I feel like this season is. This is a soap opera season. Like my guy Alex said, it's been nothing but an emotional roller coaster this whole time. The first three games. Are we sure the Hard Knocks isn't on the Colts, but it's on us? Yeah. I think it's I mean, on us now. That's what it feels like. That's definitely how it feels. Um, because that was just crazy. Like I said, goes up and kicks a 66-yarder for the win and just in as dramatic fashion as you could possibly think. It bounces off the crossbar uh, and then bounces in. And you yeah. could just see the whole Detroit Lions Stadium, Ford Field, just just deflated. Just deflated. See, I, I, want, I want them to put the Karen back on old boy wearing the Lakers shirt and the Phillies hat and the boy wearing the Jared Goff because they were they were all happy 4th and 19. I don't know if you were watching. You oh, saw yeah. they were all happy. Can we just get back to them? Like, I wanted to see – like their faces after Justin Tucker just broke their hearts because they were very confident. Their faces. I wanted to see the uh, the fan with the big engine on his head. Yeah, that's remember too, that. I wanted course. to see his yep. face for yeah. sure. All those guys because I know they were all distraught after Sick. Justin Tucker completely just ripped their heart out with an NFL record-setting field goal to win the game, sixty-six yards. Let's talk about it, Alex. So the record before that was sixty-four yards by Matt Prater. Yeah, Tucker said. Screw 65. I'm hitting 66. Exactly. Exactly what you said there. Screw 65. He goes two yards beyond that. Two yards and hits it. Yes, it hit the crossbar, but hey, look, it's a record. He hit that field goal. The Browns did it to us. Phil Dawson did it to us in 2007, 2008. It went in and out. So, no, I don't care about hitting a crossbar. It went in. All that matters. No other kicker in the league or no other kicker in the history of the league has the, the, the leg strength to go 66 yards. They just, they just don't. They and just don't. it was funny. Were you watching Sunday Night Football last night? Yes. Yeah, Mason Crosby. They were talking how like he said he could, he could never hit a sixty-six yarder. Right. That's yeah, a yeah. top kicker in the league saying he can't even do that. Like it's he couldn't do that. One on one, Justin Tucker. That's it. And Justin Tucker did it in a dome as well, with no wind to help carry the ball at all. Of course, no wind to to hurt you know the yeah. sale of the ball either. But it's just straight up, no help, no no. No interference from anything. Justin Tucker just nails that kick, man. And just goes to show like how much of a goat he is. And I want to personally apologize to Justin Tucker because earlier in the day yesterday, after he oh. missed the first field goal and after he barely made the second one, I tweeted from my Twitter account at Sudden Death. You guys should give me a follow. Um, I tweeted. I said, I would be lying if I said that Justin Tucker didn't worry me sometimes. Because he kind of <laughs> does. He kind of does. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He kind of does worry me sometimes. He, You know, in, in the playoffs last year, he missed uh, field goals in both games. And, you know, sometimes it's just not all – it's just not there, you know, with Justin Tucker. Uh, and nobody's perfect. We get that. But that's what I had said. And then an hour and a half later, of course, he hits the longest field goal in NFL history. So it made me eat my words there. He said but, shut up. Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely did. But that was just amazing in itself, man. Um, I want to know what you guys, the Rain Gang, thought of that. What was your initial reactions? I think I saw um, a couple of you guys' videos, like reactionary videos. Didn't you post one, Alex, or no? I put it on my Twitter. It was, I was watching it with my family. 
You did. I, I mean, if it, it's on my Twitter right now, if you want to go and see it, uh, it's just you can hear us yelling in the back because uh, it was funny. I don't, I don't like, you know, you, there's some people in, in your life, you know, you just don't want to tell them that they're right sometimes. You know that, you know that person, you know, if you tell them they're right. right. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, my dad was right because before the drive started, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this game's over. You know, I go back home, I watch the game with my families, and he's like, no, it's not. He's like, we're about to witness history. I'm like, shut the f up. Like this game's over. Like it's fourth and nineteen, we can't get anything. There's twenty seconds left, and I'll be damned. That man was right. Justin Tucker just broke the record. I mean, and Justin if you Tucker. go and if you go into my video, you can hear both. You know, both my parents. And, I'm, and then when it hits the crossbar, I'm like, wait, 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 because it's just so typical of Ravens. Like it would hit the crossbar and go out, but when right. you see it hit the back, that that lining, oh boy, that was just, it was satisfying. <laughs> It was very so sweet. Satisfying. It was so sweet. And let me ask you this. What was your thoughts? What were your thoughts like when, when Justin Tucker was trotting out to that field and they announced that it was going to be a 66 yarder? Did you give him any sort of shot to knock that down? I was trying to look for it last week. All right. I had a very good prediction week last week. I said Duvernay would have a good game. Hmm. I also said, you know, we're blowing them out so bad. Why don't we let Justin Tucker take a 70 yard field goal? I need to find the clip I said that in last week's episode. <laughs> I didn't mean seventy. I didn't mean it, but hey, if it meant to win the game, I had all I had all faith in Tuck. I mean, yeah. like, because we never have given him a chance to hit, like, go for the record, and like, yeah. it mattered this time. So of course, you know, when when it, we're always in Tucker range at this point now. Yeah, just think about that. Like, if we're at the midfield, we're in Tucker range, which is crazy to think about. You're absolutely right. Uh, we do have our first Super Chat donation coming in from Spencer, the realist. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Spencer. You, Spencer. We appreciate you, man. It's, wow, making it rain early. He says, Tucker tucked them in and said goodnight. Yeah. Put him to bed. Put him smooth he to bed, He knew it, man. too. He started yeah. running. He knew it. Yeah. That was just beautiful to watch, especially the celebrations afterwards. You see the embrace between uh, Justin Tucker and Lamar, uh, Justin Tucker and Harbaugh. It was just then the rest of the team, man, you can just tell like this whole this team. I don't know what it is about the season, man, but something feels nice. magical about it. Something feels magical about it, man. Fourth and 19, fourth and 29, 2012. I, I'm not going to try to make any comparisons. I don't want to. Right. It's, it's, it's just there's been three games, three nail biters, three exhilarating games so far. Um, and two, we come we came out on top. The other one, we fell short. But I don't know. It, it seems kind of. Kind of, kind of reminiscent of 2019. I almost want to say, after we lost that, um, we lost that game to the Browns in like what week two, week three. Yeah. And then we didn't lose at all after that. Four. That was week four. Week four. Week four. Week four yeah. And then we didn't lose another game until the playoffs. Like but we were blowing kinda, people out too. We, we were blowing people I mean, out, but like we were just showing the will to win. You know, like that's that's what's important. You know, and of course, yesterday the title of this video says, "Does this feel like a loss?" Low key to me. It kind of did. It kind of did feel like a loss after the game. I want to get your opinion on that in just a second here, but I don't know, man. It, it was just a great. It was just a great showing overall, and I think that this is like the start of something really, really good for this season, man. I think we can carry this momentum uh, into the uh, the following games, the upcoming games. I mean, for me, I, I might trigger some PTSD in some people. Hmm. Yesterday felt like a post twenty twelve Joe Flacco game with the Ravens. It felt like it. It felt like we're about to drop a game to yeah. a team that we really shouldn't lose to. You know, right. Jared Goff didn't do anything spectacular. But what he did is that when you give him time, he's going to dot you up. And he was doing that the final drive. He was dotting us up. Yeah. And this 
our quarterback was being let down. We'll get we'll get into the drops. We'll get into them. I know people have a lot to say about that. And yep. the defense was selling big time. Second half, terrible. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know what Wink was doing. He's bringing cover zeros, and we're getting beat. Like we're this coaching. We have to talk about it. But it doesn't feel like a loss to me. It feels like just. A, bear, a scraped out win against a, t- a team that you should be blowing out. So I can see how it feels like a loss, but hey, a win is a win. You know, we we seen it in 2019. We are blowing people out by 50 points. Hey, we won yeah, by man. two points. They're yeah. both a win. They're both a win. They're both a win. Like like we say, a win is a win is a win is a win. But this win doesn't feel all that great because we know this win is not sustainable. Winning in no. this way is not sustainable. We cannot come out super strong in the in the first half. You know, on defense at least. On offense, we came out strong, too. I thought Lamar Jackson made a lot of really good throws. Um, Why is Devontae Freeman getting so many snaps? That, too. We also had a lot of missed opportunities, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but, hey, man, I just think over overall, like, the, the, the Ravens, they cannot keep winning this way. We cannot continue to win this no. way. We have to uh, capitalize. We have to finish drives. That's been my keys to victory at, at least uh, two out of the three weeks so far. We have to finish drives, and we weren't really doing that. Um, so that's why we were hanging around with this uh, 0-2 team, this 0-2 team, man. We cannot afford to be going down to the to the wire and expecting Justin Tucker to bang home almost 70-yard field goals for the win against 0-2 teams. Un- you know, we just can't do it. Uh, but, yeah, that's just I me. Think, Let's, I think we've also played to our competition every game. We played about average against the Raiders, hmm. played above average against the Chiefs, and played below average against the Lions. Like, this is – you don't play your opponent's competition if you're a good coach team. You play right. above it. I mean, how – the Raiders are 3-0, but they've played – you know, they've they've won two games in overtime. That says a lot about their team. You know, they're yeah. getting – they're playing more time, and they're winning. Uh, I mean, who else is 3-0? The Panthers. They, they, they played a Texans team. They just ran right through them, even with all their injuries. Yeah, I think just coaching, like, and especially defensively, man, like Wink. I don't know what is up with him. This is not the same Wink defense. Like, he needs to definitely like stop with these blitzes because they are not working. Well, I don't know. I feel like maybe he was blitzing more uh, in the second the half defensive line because the D line was probably worn out by that time, and you yeah. have to get some sort of pressure, right? And we didn't call up Chris Smith, one of our defensive yeah, tackles. That didn't. was that. That really didn't make sense. Why would we call up? Who we called up? Uh, McKenzie. Bob, yeah, Bynes, McKenzie. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's we can think about that. But yeah, yeah. We can get into some comments. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring up this super chat donation coming from Yolanda. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Not only thank for joining you, the stream, but for donating as well. We appreciate you so so much. Big time. She says changes must be made like soon. The Broncos will certainly demand more of us. Yes, they will. They will the demand more of good. us. They, they do good. look good. Another undefeated team, right? So yep. we're definitely going to have to uh, prepare for them uh, properly. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. We're going to be looking ahead to the Broncos game. I'm not going to do a full breakdown on it today because that's for Thursday night's show. But um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, too. But thank you so much, Yolanda, for your Super Chat donation. We appreciate you to no end. We really do. All right. So, yeah. Um, talking more about this game, though, Alex. Let's get into the good, the bad, okay. and the ugly. Right? Okay. So let's talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we absolutely hated, right? So let's start with the good. Let's start with okay. the good. And I'll start. I'll go, then you can go. And you guys in the chat as well, make sure you leave uh, what you thought was good. Yeah, what you thought was good from this game. Um, 
and then we'll go from there. Now, what I thought was really good from this game, what I thought was really promising, was the fact that for the second week in a row, we showed a lot of resilience. We showed a lot of heart, and we had a comeback win. I know yesterday Lamar wasn't... can't come back though. Exactly. I know yesterday yeah. we didn't come back from like you know two three possessions or whatever. Um, but Lamar was out there making plays in order to set us up to win the game. At the no end, no timeouts, of the day. no timeouts, no timeouts. It's a fourth and nineteen. He takes a what a four or five step drop. He throws the ball thirty seven yards up the field uh, in a window to Sammy Watkins um, to set us up and put us in field goal range. Just enough exact change. Sammy got us just enough for Justin Tucker um, to kick that uh, to kick that sixty six yarder to win us the game. So with I mean with that being said, man, like that is going to that is going to really really help us out in the uh, postseason, I believe, because we're already going to be used to these uh, back up against the wall situations where we kind of have to make something happen, and this is what Lamar does. You know, we've seen that I think more than anything this season. Like Lamar, he will find a way. He will find a way, and I know um, you know a lot of his heroics, a lot a lot of Lamar's heroics are going to get lost in the sauce with uh, Justin Tucker hitting that NFL uh, record setting kick. But Lamar Jackson got us down that field. He did. So I would say that's probably, you know, my, my good. That's the good from this game. Like we once again had to come from behind victory. Uh, and it shows that our team has a whole lot of heart and a whole lot of resilience. What was the good for you, Alex? Okay. Um, I'm going to make a negative a positive. I know okay. you probably think I'm going to say about the drops, but when one of our receivers underperformed, two guys stepped up. Yeah. Devin DuVernay and James mm-hmm. Prochet. We have depth in this wide receiving core. Like our number one, Marquise Hollywood Brown, had his drops 100%. But DuVernay, he had that touchdown. He got open, toe tapped it. Prochet, right after a short touchdown drop, Prochet says, All right, I'm, I'll get you 20 to 30 yards on the toe tap catch out of bounds. Mm, that right that. there for me is the good. You know, in prior teams, you know, when last year, the year before, Holly was not having a good game. Who's going to step up? Seth Roberts? Miles Boykin? Right. No! When, when did they ever step up in the passing game? James Prochet and Devin DuVernay did their thing and helped us keep in that game, which, honestly, this receiving core, I feel, is beautiful with. Absolutely beautiful because we're only getting better. We're only getting Rashad yeah. Bateman back. I mean, Miles yeah. Boykin for the blocking aspect is cool. Yeah. Yes. And we have another Super Chat donation coming in from our guy, King. Um, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. He says, yesterday show why Bateman is wide receiver one. And I wanted to ask you about that too, Alex. Because the day before the game, you posted something on your Instagram story. And you said that Hollywood Brown was wide receiver one. So I stand are you by sticking it. by that? I'm You're sticking by, by it. it? Okay. I'm sticking by it. Was, right now, he is number 15 in the league in wide receiving, in, uh, uh, receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And a team that barely passes a lot, that's pretty yeah. good. And if he would have caught those, he probably would have been number one. Let's be real. He probably would have had over 130, 140 yards yesterday. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go too much and look into it. He had a bad game. I'm not going to yeah. say he didn't, but I think he can just step it up next week. I have yeah. all the faith in Ron Hollywood, but um, just Bateman will just bring more. I mean, it's going to yeah. bring less double teams. I mean, right. Hollywood will get even open more. Sammy will get open more. Sammy had a drop too yesterday. He did. Uh, it just wasn't a good day for our top two receivers. But hey, we got receiver three, receiver four, and one p.m. CB- one p.m. CBS. Mark Andrews is an actual thing. 
You got he just oh, yeah. got it five catches, 100 and some yards. Yeah. So that was my good. You know, the guys below that really didn't get their opportunity last year, when called upon, they'll step up. You'd love to see it. Yeah, Alex, and just to add, like, to piggyback on to what you're saying here, like, you said you really like what you saw from the receiving group. I did, too. I really like what I saw from Lamar Jackson as well. Um, Yolanda saying here, Lamar was great this week. His resolve yeah. was a joy to watch. It really was. And, She's right about that. And stuff like this is why you don't look at the stat line. Everybody loves yeah. to talk about stats. If you watched that game, you would know that Lamar Jackson was nowhere near the problem. But they're right. going to focus on that one interception. They're going to focus on just how he didn't pass for whatever. He put, what, 100 and some yards I think he passed for? Doesn't yeah. matter. He was putting the ball where it had to be, and he got us in the position to win the game. Absolutely. And that's what matters. Um, Gerald here says, definitely Lamar Jackson's passes looked very good. Yes, absolutely, they did. Uh, and I want to say another thing, too. Just the fact that I thought that uh, it was a love-hate thing with Greg Roman this week. So I hated the fact that, you know, we didn't get Tyson Williams the ball more than five times. I didn't like that at all. But I did like the fact that when we were passing the ball, we were effective. And even with the drops, because there were there were three drops by Hollywood Brown, of course, there was a play where Mark Andrews possibly could have caught a touchdown in the end zone. Um, But with the like the silver lining to all of it is that these guys are getting open. Mm-hmm. These guys are getting open, like the route concepts. I don't know if it's been T. Martin, Keith Williams, um, you know, really getting in their bag with Greg Roman and getting these guys up to speed. But the, the route concepts are looking better. I can definitely see Lamar Jackson is more comfortable going down the field. I think he's gone down the field more times this season than probably all the times he did last season because yeah. we were not able to hit downfield at all last season. Our longest play was in week one. Um, in 2020, but now we were actually going down the field more often. We're seeing guys get open. Hollywood was open a couple of times. Of course, he had the drops. Mark Andrews had one that he could have probably gotten to as well. But I think that's very, very promising. So that is how I'm going to kind of add to the uh, you're good, that's Alex, good. your good yeah. points. But yeah, so we will leave it there for the good, at least for us. Um, let's see here. Anybody want to drop your good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see what you guys are saying. I see Marcel Allen here chimes in and says, just to think two touchdowns drop a total of seven passes. Lamar could have had 450 plus yards that game. Just wait until Bateman comes back and how that third cornerback and have that third cornerback on him. That's why, like, let's say Marquise Brown has another bad game. Okay, that means that we have now Rashad Bateman. We have James Prochet. We have Devin DuVernay all behind him. Hey, Tylen Wallace, he hasn't even gotten his chance yet. Nope. We have guys in this receiving core that can step up when they have to, and we saw it yesterday. Yeah. I am my least of my worries right now is our receiving core, which is something I have never said. I think as a Ravens fan before, like yeah. when I saw Ravens fans wanting to get Josh Gordon, I'm like, what? Like, why? Where, where does he fit on this team? Except practice squad. Right. Is he really better than what we have? No. I don't know. No. And we'll talk a little bit more about Josh Gordon a little bit later because we all heard about the news that came out today about him. Yes. But just looking at a couple of you guys' other goods, we see one coming from our guy Raz here. Thank you so much, Raz. It says, Lamar's accuracy and pocket poise has taken another huge step forward this year. This was the best throwing game I've seen him, seen him have. Can't wait to see what happens when we get all of our weapons back. And a lot yeah. of those passes, outside the numbers. Outside the numbers. Absolutely right that, about though. that, too. You know what they say, man. You know what they say. Um, I actually wanted to show you guys a little video clip, uh, just some all 22 footage that was posted on Twitter earlier today, just of uh, one of the throws that Lamar Jackson had made. You guys can see I'll bring it up on screen here. 
And this was the touchdown throw to uh, Devin Duvernay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and full screen that. So you guys can see just kind of like how the routes develop, the uh, the route concepts, and then how just how poised, like to our guy Raz's uh, point here, how poised Lamar Jackson looks in the pocket. So you guys can see the uh, the crossing routes uh, here, with these two post routes these, that these guys are going to run. And you've got uh, Hollywood down below. And just wait when this, just wait and see what happens when this play develops. Just look at how Lamar, perfect timing, mm. perfect release. Wow. You know, that's like on Madden when like you throw the ball as soon as your receiver makes their move. It's just a perfect release. You know, Lamar Jackson drawn nailed up. that right here. Beautifully, Beautifully drawn, drawn up. up. Yeah, absolutely. I believe this is another play right here as well where uh, Lamar really shows some good poise in the pocket too. Uh, so that's that's really our good. That's that's our, our silver lining from this game. Yes, we had the missed opportunities, but you can see that this passing game is making strides. That's one outside the numbers. Busting zones. Busting zones. That was a throw outside the numbers right there uh, to Mark Andrews. Um, and that was just a perfectly delivered throw. So those are things that we love to see uh, coming from our offense, especially coming from our passing game more specifically. Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to point that out to you guys. But that is definitely... Uh, the good that we got from yesterday for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. So now I think with that being said, we can go ahead and move on to the bad. Let's okay. move on to the bad, you know, bad stuff that we saw from yesterday. I'll start with, you know, obvious, the obvious, right? Yeah. Hollywood Brown, three drops. <sighs> three drops that could have been Hollywood at least. Slander commence. Why the commence? I know. Could have could have been at least ninety what six ninety seven yards if he'd have caught those if he'd have caught those passes, right? But you know he dropped them, and it is what it is. And if he would have caught those, we probably would have been up a lot more. We wouldn't be having this conversation about um, Justin Tucker nailing a seventy yard field goal. Yeah. But the thing about it is, and I see a couple of super chat donations in the chat. We'll get to those in just a second here. Um, but the thing about it is, with Hollywood Brown, we've seen him struggle before. But one thing that we do know about Marquise Hollywood Brown as well is that he is as resilient as they come. He is. He had games last season in 2020, uh, the game against the Titans, uh, the game against the Browns on Monday Night Football, where he had dropped some passes. Um, but he always bounces back. He always seems to bounce back. Maybe not in that specific game, but you saw in the second half of last season, he was kind of putting together like a pro bowl performance like in terms of just that second half he was playing really well he was fighting for the yak um he wasn't dropping passes like that he performed in the playoffs so i have Both no games. right i have no worries about marquise hollywood brown it, it low-key made me sick to my stomach yesterday seeing when he had dropped those couple of passes seeing everybody on twitter like oh we need bateman i can't wait for bateman posting videos of rashad bateman i'm just like come very on very reactionary very reactionary man it's like, come on, man. Hollywood Brown, this dude has been he's been he's been a Pro Bowl caliber receiver up until uh yesterday. Yeah. He really has. So and everybody has bad games, everybody has bad days. But that would be the bad from that game because you know, my biggest key to victory is finishing drives. And there were two separate drives where if you'd have caught those passes, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have scored a touchdown. You know, and that's 14 points that we were leave, you know, leaving off the board right there. So that would be the bad for me. Before we get into your bad, um, Alex, we're gonna bring up these I know. Yeah. super chat donations. Uh, this first <sighs> one coming from our guy Gerald, Gerald. Money and making it rain per usual. Our guy, we appreciate you so much. $66 for 66 yards. It doesn't get any better than that, Gerald. We appreciate you, man. 
We yeah. <laughs> Uh, he says, why aren't the Ravens utilizing all of their receivers? It doesn't have to be in stone, halfback, and um, SW getting the majority of the touches. What is, are we saying here? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I've never seen anybody refer to them as that, but yeah. Now I know. Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins getting the majority of the touches. Yeah, I feel that. But like I said on last episode of the Purple Rain Podcast, since we are already a run dominant team when we do pass when we do pass Lamar wants to go to his top guys which is understandable you know but I do think as well which is why Duvernay catching that touchdown was was really good you know because now maybe Lamar will look for Duvernay a little bit more or maybe he'll look for you know whoever's lined up in that slot position like Duvernay was maybe he'll look for that route more often uh say maybe if it's a Tylen Wallace or if it's a James Prochet there because and I also feel like he's building trust with these guys. Like you saw what happened with James Prochet, that toe tap on the sideline. Not a, not every receiver is doing that. You know what I mean? James Prochet is a special player. We definitely want to see more of him. Uh, Duvernay, of course, having that catch in the end zone as well. So I, I I get what you're saying here, Gerald. I really do. But I think that as the season wears on, we still have what fourteen more games to play. Yeah. I definitely think we'll see a lot more of our receivers start to get utilized for sure. What are your thoughts on that, Alex? Also, Hollywood Brown in the second half had one target. You know what happened to that yeah. target? Got picked off. Picked off. I think Sammy Watkins had two or three. I mean, in the second half, I don't really remember much of it because I kind of chalked it up as an L, I'll be honest with you. But I really don't think the trust is there with some. I mean, Duvernay, the trust has to grow with Lamar and Duvernay. I mean, what he did yesterday, he put it where only he could catch it. And yeah. Duvernay came down, two feet, possession, touchdown Prochet Lamar's on the run throws it out catches it double tap out of bounds first down I think that as the year like you said the year progresses we'll see more and more but at the same time I don't like I really didn't like this whatsoever why are we lining up a, a running back as our fifth receiver like that honestly brings nothing and I was really getting annoyed with that I mean I'll probably get into that with you know the ugly but I just didn't like that at all I think if we want to utilize more receivers why not Tylen Wallace coming as a fifth receiver? I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, that, yeah. that leaves you with Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Devin Duvernay, and either James Prochet or Tylen Wallace as that fifth receiver. Because yeah. Devonta Freeman isn't scaring anybody at receiver. I'm just going to be honest with you, especially not in 2021. So that right. that didn't make any sense. But, Gerald, you bring a great point up. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gerald. We appreciate you. We also have another Super Chat donation. This one coming from Darius, the official. Thank you so much, my man. We appreciate you so, so much. It says, Hollywood played bad yesterday with those three easy drops. You can tell, but Lamar looks more confident and poised in the pocket this year, and I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Even when he had people getting pushed back into him, he was just dropping dimes. Yeah. Uh, Luis here says, the O-line was low-key garbage. That's his bad. Okay. Well, the... I can get to my bad real quick. Real o line wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Inside protection was pretty good. I saw. I, I know um, Powers played pretty well. Bozeman played pretty well. Uh, Villanueva was pretty good. You know, um, he had some plays where he gave gave up some pressures on Lamar, um, and then Makari as well. You know, but Makari, he's one of the unsung heroes on this team. I will say that for sure. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But what was yours? My bad. Um, it didn't even have to do with the game. <clears throat> it had to do with the player, uh, Jalen Ferguson. Um, bro, 
you've made more bad impact on this team since you've been here than good. Like, yeah. I honestly, I genuinely, like, he's probably my most disliked Raven right now. Just with getting the whole defensive line, you know, him getting getting the Rona. Um, but if we're going to go into the bad for the game, I'm going to go tackling. Uh, that yeah. defensive tackling was actually disgusting. It looked like Pop <sighs> Warner. Like, that's just Swift fundamental stuff. Mm. Yeah, bro, you, you got to literally wrap them up. I honestly don't know what got into us. Like, and, and we always go for the strip. Just tackle them. I get if somebody's already wrapped around them, then you go for this trip. But bro, why are you yeah. like going for this trip first thing? That, that that's something that we've really got to fix because, and I mean that's DeAndre Swift. Imagine Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, hell Najee Harris, bro, to learn how to tackle because that yeah. tackling was treacherous yesterday, and and some players owned up to it. But um, yeah, I mean I don't know if you saw the same thing I did, but bro, DeAndre Swift just sunned us. Yeah, he did. He definitely did single-handedly pretty much bring the Lions back into that football game. And I see a lot of you guys talking in the chat here about Patrick Queen and how he was getting beat and, you know, he didn't play well. Uh, yeah, he didn't play well. Patrick knows he didn't play well either. Um, he even tweeted it out. Has to be better. He even tweeted it out. He has to play better. Uh, we know that. He knows that. Um, but, yeah, he was he was definitely getting burned. You could tell there was a, there was a lapse in the instincts yesterday. Um, he wasn't in the right position to stop, you know, DeAndre Swift and the rest of that rest of that offense um, where he was responsible for it. He wasn't able to do that consistently at all. But I will say, give it some time. Give the linebacker some time, man. A linebacker, yeah. the linebacking position is an extremely hard position to play in football now more than ever. Now more than ever, especially with, you know, these all these hybrid quarterbacks that you have to face pretty much every other week. Um, and then, you, you know, these running backs are more talented, quicker and faster than, you know, before as well. And you're asking a, a young guy who's coming into a second season, who's playing pretty much every single down to be perfect, especially with yeah. other injuries on his defensive line. The guys who are up yeah. front, who are our best run stoppers, our best run stoppers, Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Justin Matabike, not to mention edge rusher Justin Houston, all out, all out. So more pressure was definitely on Patrick Queen and the rest of those linebackers on the back end for sure. And, you know, they they kind of did let us down a little bit, especially in the second half. But I think that later on in the season, you give it some time. Wait until our defense gets healthy again and we get these guys back. Of course, we'll have yeah. Brandon Williams back. We'll have Derek Wolf back very soon. We'll have Matt Abike back. Um, you'll see. You'll see a noticeable difference, a noticeable difference. Teams are not going to be able to just run the ball down our throat like they have been. They're and not. we're missing we're missing our veteran in the linebacker and LJ Fort. Yeah, I like I think Patrick Queen and Marquise Brown are like the two players on the team that just get the most slander if they make one mistake, mm. one mistake. Like I saw people calling for PQ saying we have to draft a new linebacker. This and that. We're over three games into the season. Like three games. Yeah, like I like why not? We talk about Malik Harrison and Chris Bort too because Chris Bort got the Earl Thomas treatment yesterday. Let Jamal Williams touchdown. Bro, he got turned into mm. a fullback. He got turned around and pushed in their own player. Yeah. You know, like, let's just not go after PQ and you know, there's other people on the team. But he his instincts are there. Like, he's in the right spot. He just needs to learn like, how to tackle. It's really not that bad when you think about yeah. it. Like, his, his instincts are better than last year. It's not like he's missing the holes. He's hitting them. He's just not wrapping up, which is something that can be fixed. I'd rather have him, you know, hit the holes and miss a tackle because that can be fixed. You know, sometimes right. instincts can't be fixed. Exactly, exactly. 
Uh, we have another super chat donation coming in from the trib. Thank you so much, the trib. We appreciate you. Says, hey, y'all, don't worry about Hollywood. He's a true number two. He'll bounce back. We've been new. Tucker's the goat. This team feels like the team of destiny. Then follows it up by saying our defense is suffering, though, so that's scary. But, yeah. I got all the faith in, in five. I'm getting yeah. live at five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I definitely think that Hollywood will bounce back um, in true Hollywood fashion. I think next week even he'll probably go for uh, one touchdown, maybe even two touchdowns. Hey, are you calling that now? 150. Bro, he's, bro Patrick Sertain's going to be a, a burnt piece of toast come next week. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Definitely predicting two touchdowns, though. I'm going to definitely predict that, two touchdowns for sure. But I think that kind of goes hand in hand, the bad and the ugly. The ugly, you know, for me is mainly I was going to say, look, that defensive line and then just uh, the defense as a whole in the second quarter, not second quarter, but the second half. Yeah, they were selling. That was ugly. That was very bad. It felt like there was nothing that we could do. We offered little to no resistance to stop them. And I tweeted this yesterday, too. I was like, once again, in the fourth quarter, a team is marching down the field on us and there seems to be nothing we can do about it. You know, uh, so that was the ugly for me, for sure. On top of the fact that Dalen Hayes is now on IR, you know, coming back on his first game in the we season. We rushed him back. Please stop <sighs> rushing players back. Yeah. I get that we were shorthanded, but, bro, like now he's out for three to games at the least. Yep. Yep. So that is that's definitely the ugly for me. Um, that injury really did not sit right with me at all. No. Um, yeah. Let's see. Talk I more about what. Real, yeah, I guess ahead. the ugly for me, bro, was the running back room. Like, we don't. We're a running back by committee mm. when Tyson Williams should be our number one. Either Williams yeah. or Latavius Murray. I like I, said, I don't know why Devonta Freeman gets snaps. Or if he does get snaps, bro, cut him and bring and let Le'Veon Bell should get snaps. Yeah, Devonta Freeman is too much east and west for me. It's not enough like, north south. You know what I mean? He, I mean, like, he had that. Thanks for that run against the Chiefs. That was cool mm. and all. I really appreciate that. But outside of that, like, he was like he did a little juke in the. I tweeted it. That little juke in the backfield, with fucking Alex Collins going for a little Irish jig, it was terrible. It was pathetic. He he faked out nobody with it. It's right. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm like when we, him lining up as a fifth receiver, you're not scaring anybody. You can put me out there at the fifth receiver. You can put Joe Flacco out there. I mean, that's gonna give the same impact. It just it wasn't there. Yeah, and I just don't get it because when I see Tyson Williams on the field, I see him play with more fire, more intensity, and, uh, and more protection. burst. And better pass protection too, but but Roman just does not give him carries. He'll get snaps, yeah, like he, yeah. he's on the field, but re- very rarely is he getting the football. And if we're such a run first team, I don't see why we don't try to get him going. Especially if this team is kind of they've kind of anointed him as RB one. He kind of is RB one by default. Um, but Greg Roman is treating Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman like they are. Uh, and then, of course, factoring in Lamar's runs, too. So I don't I don't really know. That is kind of like the ugly for me as well. Yeah, I think that the, uh, the, the the snap distribution should be a little bit better. I think that Tyson Williams definitely deserves a little bit more of the workload there. But that's going to be the uh, the ugly for me. Yeah, boy. But yeah, <laughs> lots to talk about in that game, of course. Um, but, you know, a win is a win, guys. Of course, at the end of the day. Yep. Like I said before, the win isn't sustainable. So our defense is the main thing that needs to be that needs to be fixed. I think our offense will be fine. You know, even with what we were just saying with, you know, the uh, the run snap distribution uh, and everything like that. 
I think that the miscues that we had on offense yesterday are very fixable. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a consistent thing. Hollywood dropping two three catches a game that could be touchdowns, or Mark Andrews not coming down with a potential touchdown grab. Like that's not gonna keep happening. I definitely know that at some point this offense will click because it's already showing signs. We're already I tweeted this, I tweeted this yesterday too. We're already knocking on the door. The offense is knocking on the door. The big plays are there. You know, we yeah. talked about it all off season. We need to see more plays down the field. We're doing that. We're getting there. We're just not finishing just yet. We're just not finishing just yet. Can I offer something too to like everybody? Sure. Um, how would you guys feel if we cut Devonta Freeman, bring up Nate McCrary? Because he's a, he's probably gets on our practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with him or Levy about this point because I just don't see. I think having guys that know our system because it, it showed like Latavius Murray talked about it, like him knowing our system. It was hard. And I think yeah. if we're with Le'Veon Bell, we're letting Le'Veon Bell get used to our system. Because I think right. when he knows it, he can be a monster in the system. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. I definitely think we, we will see Le'Veon Bell um, very soon. Soon and very soon. Within the next couple of weeks, I'd assume. Um, but yeah. yeah. Let's see what else we have here uh, from you guys. Yeah, King Bird says Lamar would have threw 400 yards that game. Absolutely. Uh, Zeke Hokage says, Rain Gang, what's good? What's good, Zeke? Thank you for joining the stream. Uh, Raven Ron Raven Ron chiming in here says, that Lions game was definitely a passing game plan. They have a good run defense. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, and that passing game was definitely opening up as well for the Ravens. So we would love to see more of that. Um, Who would have thought a yeah. passing game was more effective than a running game? I know, right? Isn't that 2021 crazy? Ravens football, I guess. It's That's the wild. year of the weird. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, guys, this is the soap opera season, man. Just an emotional roller coaster all around. Uh, things that we thought were going to happen didn't happen. Um, things that we uh, thought weren't going to happen, they're actually happening. So, you know, it's crazy. But we are here locked in on the Purple Rain podcast to cover all of it all throughout the season. So make sure you go ahead and like this video and subscribe to the channel as well, because we will be coming at you guys with content each and every week, multiple times a week, that is. So make sure you guys are locked in here on the channel. Um, all right. So I think we've talked about the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, we talked about everything else from that game. It was overall, we escaped Detroit, right? Yeah. We didn't we didn't go to Detroit and dominate or anything like that. We yeah. crawled out of there. That's why you guys can see down here, the title says Ravens escaped Detroit. We didn't necessarily go in there and handle business, so to say. Which is why it kind of felt like a loss to me. Because it kind of felt like if that game would have kept going on or if they would have called that delay of game or, if it, you know, whatever, you know, we, we could have possibly taken an L. So, um, yeah, lots to work on. But looking ahead, we do have the Broncos coming up next week four. Uh, we play in the late window at four o'clock in Denver. Um, we're just going to, you know, preview just real quick. Cause like we said, Thursday night's episode is where we're going to do our full breakdown and preview of the, um, the Broncos game. But, what are you expecting? What are your initial expectations, Alex, going into this week for a matchup against Denver? Lamar to have a lot of time. Uh, Bradley Chubb is out. Obviously, Von Miller is still a threat. But I expect Lamar, you know, kind of just sit back there and just carve them up. I yeah. think we can carve them up. I know they're, their line, I think, is pretty depleted. I think two of their starters are hurt. So why not have our boys back, Justin Matabike, Justin Houston, Brandon Williams, just carve those boys up. I mean, went in the trenches. I think if Lamar has enough time and we can get to them, I think we can kind of show that the Broncos are a fluke and a phony. Yeah, absolutely. I think that will be a win that will get the Ravens some real respect. Yeah. Um, you know, knocking off an undefeated team. 
especially if our defense can show up and show out because our defense has just not we have not been ourselves on defense we just no. haven't you know up until this point so i think that this defense definitely needs to have like a coming out party against the broncos pressure teddy bridgewater make him make mistakes and force turnovers turnovers is going to be key it's going to be key how many turnovers did we force yesterday we should have had one because Tyus Bowser. I don't know what he was doing. You know, that that even that too, it's just the fundamental stuff in football. Like I was taught, you know, you just you catch the ball or you fall on the ball. You don't run after with it. He was running with the ball and he didn't even have it. Yeah. That should have been a pick right there. We're in beautiful field position, but we didn't have any turnovers yesterday. Should have had one. No turnovers. And that's not something that you can have, especially when you blitz as much as you do. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's one thing that I definitely think that we're gonna need to uh, improve upon. Um, last year we were the, I think we were the league's best scoring defense. We need to get some of that mojo back yeah. um, because, you know, our defense is definitely not doing our offense uh, any favors at this point. Um, but uh, our offense going into this Denver game, I definitely think, like you said, Lamar and this offense, we definitely need to uh, pick back up where we left off, especially in the passing game. You know, Hollywood Brown, I think he's going to have a big bounce back game. Like you said, you're predicting 150 yards. I'm predicting two touchdowns. I think you're predicting two touchdowns as well. So, you know, needless to say, a big game from Hollywood Brown incoming. We know he definitely wants to bounce back from what happened yesterday. Um, and what better team to do it against, against, you know, the Broncos, the undefeated Broncos with Patrick Sertan, their, their lovely new cornerback um, that they just drafted. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely think that having him produce more Hollywood Brown than Mark Andrews, he'll step up again. I believe he'll have DM. another good game as well. Oh no, four twenty-five. Yeah, we're at four. We're at four this well, week. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. CBS game. Hopefully, he shows up. Right, right. Um, yeah, no Boyle, no Nick Boyle, guys. I see some of you guys talking about that in the chat. Yeah, he will not be playing uh, this week. It is, you know, potentially that we may be getting Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin back soon and very soon. Now, like you just said, Alex, we don't want to rush any of these guys back, right? Oh. So Rashad Bateman, would you like to see him back this week, or would you not mind waiting Wait. another maybe two, three weeks? I'm fine with waiting because look at Ronnie Stanley. Look at Dalen Hayes. The guys yeah. who have come back from an injury, look at look what's happened. They're out again. Right. It's just not worth it. Yeah. And like like we said before, our receiving core as it stands right now is already showing a lot of promise. You know, we're not showing that we are in dire need of another receiver. Yes, Hollywood had the drops. We get that. But we know he's going to bounce back. And we know this receiving core is definitely still, um, definitely still, I don't want to say top tier, but it's, it's very good. It's better than we expected to, expected it to be so far. Um, but yeah, that definitely needs to happen. Let's see what you guys are saying here. Our guy Michael gives us a super chat donation. Thank you so much, Michael. We appreciate you, you. Says you. Hollywood had the Lions in the survivor pool. Yeah, man, he was definitely bailing out the Lions for sure. Unfortunately. Multiple times, multiple times. Uh, thank you so much for your donation, bro. We appreciate you. Yolanda says, let's wait for Bateman, please. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely got to wait, you know. Um, SG mentions Derek Wolf. Listen, guys, Derek Wolf coming back. Derek Wolf had a great season last year. He had a great season. So just getting him back in the fold right alongside veteran Calais Campbell, right alongside, you know, uh, Justin Matabike and all those guys on the line, Brandon Williams. I think our defense would definitely see improvements. Once you see, and I'll say this again, I say it all the time, football is a game that's played from the inside out. Once you make those those improvements on the inside, on the interior, on the in the trenches, you know, it's going to make everything else better. It's going to make Patrick Queen's job a lot easier, Malik Harrison's job a lot easier. 
Um, all of our DBs, our, our secondary, their job is going to be a lot easier. It's from inside out, guys. So, yeah, man, getting those guys back on the D-line will definitely be uh, great for us. And I think it's good that we're getting it going into a tough matchup this week. So, yeah, we talked about uh, Bateman. We talked about what do you think about Miles Boykin coming back? Um, I did see a play where Sammy Watkins, I think it was because the Chiefs, like if he would have held his block, I think Tyson Williams would have touched down. I for the blocking aspect, I'm I'm happy. I mean, for the receiving aspect, bro, you shouldn't be taking snaps away from from, from Duverday and Prochet like he has been, you know, he did last year. Depending, mm-hmm. depending, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm not excited, but I'm not like, oh, you know, boo. Um right. it'll help the team out. It won't it'll it won't cause any harm, I guess. You feel like you already know what you're going to get from Miles Boykin. Exactly. He's blocking. Yeah. Yep. And then he'll turn it up against a team that's terrible. Who, who, who do we play that's really bad this year? Like a really bad team. I don't know. Like against I mean, the Bears, I guess. I mean, they don't look too hot. So it turned up against them. He'll have like a touchdown or something. Garbage time. Yeah. So that's just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you guys are saying here in the chat, Boykin is good blocking. You know, he's good for blocking for sure. But at the same time, man, with Miles Boykin's, his frame and everything like that, we, we we would need him to be step up and be a more dominant receiver. And we just have not seen that from Miles Boykin. That's why we call him. We call him Miles the mystery Boykin. Yeah. Because we just don't know. We just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. So that covers Bateman and Boykin. Let's talk about some other things going on around the league, right? Um, actually, I kind of want to just call out some some doubters real quick of a player on, on the Ravens, if that's cool. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I remember when we signed this player, I have these tweets up here saying it's uh, it's funny seeing Ravens fans so hype over blank. Um, imagine calling blank a weapon. Uh, this player is bad at football. He's always been bad. He's effing trash. Why are you showing him he's trash? Sammy Watkins. Fourth and 19. I just want to know, like, all these people hating on him, this man has stepped up. Yeah. Not many people in the league, you know, with that fourth and 19, you know, have the rocks not only to catch it, get more yards. I was upset he went out of bounds. I was upset. Mm-hmm. But without him, I mean, not many other people on this team, I think, would catch it and also, you know, have the yak to keep running and get us in the correct field range. But that right there, man. Yeah, you're right. Because I don't know if I don't know if Willie Sneed is catching that on fourth and nineteen last year. I don't know if Seth Roberts is catching that two years ago in twenty nineteen. I just don't know if those guys are doing that. And over the offseason when Sammy Watkins got brought to Baltimore, we talked about this. He's gonna be a situational guy when it comes down to it, the third and long, the fourth and forevers. He's gonna be that guy who finds that gap in the zone and just gets open for Lamar. And Lamar found him and threw it 37 yards down the field in between two Lions players to perfectly hit Sammy Watkins. And, you know, that's why we bought him to Baltimore. Another good move from EDC. Yeah, I just had to give him his kudos because, like I said, I had the game wrapped up, 4th and 19, it's over, we're not winning. But he brought us right back into there. So, yeah, I'm grateful to have Sammy on this team because not many players, I mean, you know, obviously your Tyree kills what your DeAndre Hopkins, but – for what we got him at, for the price range we got him at, we got lucky. We got a steal. So if he can stay healthy, yeah, he's easily hitting over 700 yards if he plays yeah. the full 17 games. Hundred Easily. Easily over 700. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And you guys are in full agreement here. The Rain Gang is saying Sammy Watkins is a great addition to the Ravens. That's straight facts, says Kingbird97. Um, yeah, happy Sammy's here. Yeah, Sammy Watkins has been like everything that we can, you know, we could ask for. Yes, he's had a couple drops here and there. Uh, no, he didn't get out of bounds when we thought he should have yesterday, but he stepped up. Like I said, he's been that situational guy who stepped up and come up big for us already, and it's only been three weeks. Yeah. So um, I see Mallow two two six actually says uh, Proche can do the same if he gets a chance. I don't, I don't doubt that. No. I don't doubt that. But, you know, Sammy Watkins is tried and true. He's been proven. He's a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. Um, and he's a vet. He makes man, the big so. catches. He steps up when it matters. Yeah, he he's does. done it again. He did it. So, yeah. But, yeah. That being said, with uh, Sammy Watkins, we will leave it there uh, on him. And then we will talk. We're going to transition a little bit and talk a little bit about everything else that happened yesterday. Well, not, not literally everything, but some of the more notable things that happened yesterday. Um, I think that we can kick it off. And this is this is like a new segment we're actually going to do, guys. This is a new segment. It's called Around the League. Around the League, where we just talk about a couple other things that happen in the NFL world um, other than Ravens football. So first thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up was talking about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the, the state of the Kansas City Chiefs, who dropped yet another game following the loss of the Ravens. They lose to the Chargers yesterday. Lose to the Chargers yeah. um, by a touchdown. What did you think of the, the the Chargers knocking off the Chiefs and the Chiefs dropping two straight? The Chargers are a good team. Mm. They are. They're they're a good team. So it's more um, about the Chargers than the Chiefs. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. The mm. Chiefs, their biggest issue on offense, I think, wasn't the line. It's the fact that outside of Tyreek and Kelsey, who the hell do you have? I mean, Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are cool. But why do you think mm. Sammy Watkins, you know, was good there when he was because bro, nobody like is one-on-one coverage. So them getting Josh Gordon, cause I'll kind of go into that. Mm-hmm. That was a really good signing by them. Cause now you have a dude who was a former number one receiver, a former thousand yard receiver, like a Sammy Watkins was at your number two receiver. Who's going to probably get what single coverage sometimes that's yeah. going to, that's going to help fix a lot of their problems, but their defense does scare me. You know, they had no Frank Clark and their run defense too. Just doesn't look good whatsoever so i'm not gonna you know put a nail on the chiefs they're gonna win their division but they just they gotta fix that defense. dead last they do have to fix the defense they're what they're too they'll be fine they'll sweep the Broncos. they'll be fine (laughs) they'll be fine they'll be okay it's just that mahomes right now he's making some mistakes man especially late in the game you saw what he did he rolling out of the pocket and just kind of lofting that ball up and I'm not going to lie, Lamar Jackson did the same thing. He did the exact same thing yesterday. Uh, but at the end of the day, Lamar was able to will his team to a win on the ensuing possession that they got the ball back. Patrick Mahomes was not, man. He made one mistake too many. Uh, and it just also it looked like he tried to get a little bit too cute earlier in the game with the first interception. Tried that to do no the no-look look thing. Yeah. And Asante Samuel Jr. got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he tried to do the no-look when, like, nobody was around his guy. Like, nobody was around his guy. Like, he didn't have to do that. And you could tell his guy didn't even see it coming because the no-look was so unnecessary at the moment. You know what I mean? So we're starting to see a little bit of uh, proof that Mahomes is not the golden boy. He's not a perfect uh, quarterback, you know, but he still is a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. And like Alex said, I think the Chiefs will definitely be okay. Um, but like you said as well, man, the Chargers do look good. And I will tell you this. Let me play them, man. Oh, 
Boy. We do. I will tell you this. And I said it over the offseason, too. Mike Williams is a beast. He is a monster. When healthy, he is a threat, man. He's like the old school, like, um, he reminds me of like a like a a baby Calvin Johnson, something like that. Like just big guy. I'm not I'm listen, I'm not ah, I'm not making the yeah. direct comparison, but like he's just a big guy. Go up and get it. You don't see a whole lot of guys like that anymore. You know what I mean? Go up and get it, doesn't matter. Uh situational, he's gonna come down with it. Great, great hands, great strong hands. Uh, and he fights for Yak too. I mean, what else could you ask for? And he's a big body. What else could you ask for, man? Which is why in the offseason, I was pushing for the Ravens to make a push for him um, because Mike Williams is a beast. He scored a touchdown in every single game up to this point. Um, and, of course, Keenan Allen compliments him well, too. Yeah, and they scary. have Austin Eckler there. I mean, the O-line isn't what it needs to be just yet. But, man, if it gets there and their defense makes a couple more strides, a couple more improvements, the Chargers are, and are definitely James seems healthy. Yeah. That's a big thing, too. They, name they could be healthy. a dark horse team. I can't wait to see them play the Raiders. And they play us. Yeah. They play us this year. We got. We just got so lucky with that. I'm not looking forward to that game. It's gonna be a hell of a game, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have another super chat donation coming in from our guy Spencer again. Thank you so much, Spencer. Spencer thank you. We appreciate you, man. Um, says Gordon has to stay healthy and get on the field and have success. Let's be real. He hasn't been good since 2012. Yeah, I mean, it feels like. The Josh Gordon thing was a reach from Kansas City. It feels like they were – Andy Reid was sick to his stomach yesterday that they lost. Um, literally and figuratively. Think, literally and figuratively. Thank God he got better. But it seems like they just kind of made like a panic move. Like, hey, we got to do something. Hey, we're low one risk, and two. high reward. Low I, risk, high reward. I like Perfect. I really think it's, I think it's a great move for them. That's the I best like way. It. That is the fabulous way to explain it, Alex. Low risk. High reward. That's exactly what they did with Josh Gordon. So I like it, but it does still feel just a little bit desperate. It's like, damn, you guys only lost two games. They don't have faith in Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman and Travis Kelsey really pulling this thing together. I mean, they're all playing, you know, pretty well. It's mainly the defense. It's the defense. Yeah. I don't, you know, they need to get more pressure on the quarterback. Chris Jones has been rendered pretty much ineffective since he's been switched to the outside. But, you know, they've got some questions to answer there. Um. Let's see. Um, we have another super chat donation coming in from our guy Kyle Indeed. Reeves. Yes. Thank you so much, Kyle. Says December 5th. I do, I do. December 5th. And this is a great way to lead us into our next topic. Mm. You know, Kyle Reeves is a Steelers fan himself. And December 5th, yeah. the Ravens, the Steelers, they play 425 p.m. So let's yeah. get in, into into the Steelers because you wanted to talk about them. You actually had this yeah. up. Are yeah, they man. in shambles? Uh, you can. I'm, I wish you, you. This is your subject. I want you to take the floor. Go ahead, Sutton. Take it. You know, Alex. Last season, it was like late last season. I think the the Steelers were playing the Bengals on some primetime game. Um, long night. story short, Monday Night Football. Long story short, the Bengals won that game. And after the game, I'm thinking to myself, like, why are the Steelers so like? dead set on just keeping Ben Roethlisberger until the wheels fall off. I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. And I tweeted right after that game. I said, I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're ready for their next gen QB. They're ready for it, you know? And I think that now they're realizing it. They're looking around. I think the, the, the loss of the Bengals yesterday was a true wake up call to them. They're looking around the division, like forget the rest of the league, forget the rest of the conference. They're looking around the division. They're saying, Hey, look, 
this kid Lamar Jackson's been here for a couple years and he's already lighting up the league. You know, he's already won an MVP. The Ravens are well on their way to being Super Bowl contenders. And they're going, hey, look, look at look at the Cleveland Browns. They got this kid Baker Mayfield who's out here just showing fire and intensity and he's completing 80 percent of his passes up to this point. And then they look at the, the Bengals who just beat them. They're like, hey, look at this kid Joe Burrow throwing three touchdown passes on us, two of them to another rookie against the, the, the vaunted Steelers defense, the classic Steelers defense, which I think they're ready to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger, draft their next quarterback, and just upgrade, man. Like, they, they need to upgrade their, their philosophy, their culture, their offense in every way because Ben looks old. He looks washed. He looks washed, man. You could saw you saw a couple plays yesterday. He's trying to get out of the pocket. He looks like a big, like old school, just refrigerator, just waddling around out there, and he gets taken down. It's just it's just not good anymore. Oompa it, Yeah, it, literally, that's what it looks like. And it's like if you're a Steelers fan, I know you have to agree with me here. You're looking around the league. You're saying, oh, they got Justin Herbert. These guys got you know, um, uh, whatever other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, all these other guys, and. We're stuck with Ben Roethlisberger living in the past. You know what I mean? Like it's they got to kind of catch up. Do you, do you agree with me there, Alex? Um, I don't want to just put it on Ben, bro, because their play calling has been terrible. They got a new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada, bro. Like they just call screens nonstop. You know, and he, I, I gotta just look at Tomlin too. You know, Deontay Johnson, the final play, who got hurt two weeks ago. Why the hell were you just take the knee? Mm. Take take the knee. Um. You know, I, I we talk about the play calling here, and Ravens fans know it just as well as everybody else. You know, it's play calling. You right. can have, bro, you can have Jerry Rice out there and, and Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. But if if the play calling is bad, it's not going to work. Now, what I want them to do is to take Mason Rudolph, deactivate him, and, bro, put Dwayne Haskins active. Because Haskins look a lot better than Mason in, in, the, in the preseason. Hey. It can't hurt. Look what the, the Niners are doing with Trey Lance. There's two seconds left. I'm not. I'm not saying Trey Lance and Haskins are the same. What I'm saying is that it just brings a different element to the game. Yeah. Why not try it out? But I think I, I don't. I, I know what Ben can do, bro. They beat us twice last year, so I'm yeah. not going to sit here and rag on the Steelers this and that. But Ben still has something. But I, I do want to see their play calling get a little bit of an upgrade. As an as does neutral Ben fan. have enough? Does Ben have enough to get you to a Super Bowl in 2021? And, 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 and Kyle Reeves, no. Kyle Reeves, I want to hear from you here. Does Ben have enough left in the tank to get the Steelers to a Super Bowl in 2021? I want to know. Is he going to make the throws necessary when he needs to? Is he going to make the plays necessary? Because I they're, just they're, don't They're giving see him the Drew Brees treatment, kind of. Like, you can't throw it past 20 yards. Like, they're really giving they're, Yeah, Ken maybe they're saying something we don't, we don't. You think he's still sling it? He can still sling it. I mean, I've, I've seen him throw a couple of deep passes this year, but I just think when it comes down to it and, like, say, pocket breaks down, protection breaks down, Ben Roethlisberger, he's not the, the extend-the-play guy that he used to be. He's really not. Yeah. He tries, but he gets tracked down, walked down a lot of the time now, and it's just not the same. It's just not the same. So, and you know, the defenses are only getting younger, you know, and Ben's only getting older. So I just don't – I don't think that he's – I think this is his last year in Pittsburgh. I got to think, think too. Yeah. The the front office failed. I mean, they kind of failed him. He did take a pay cut, and they yeah. really didn't. They didn't really build around like that. That the offensive line was kind of trash. Yeah. Like 
You saw, I mean, thankfully we have a, a mobile quarterback who makes these linemen look better than they actually are. Like the Raiders game, bro, Lamar was getting pressure nonstop and he's able to, you know, run around, make something happen. Yeah. Guys like Ben, guys like Brady, we'll talk about the Steelers and I mean the Rams and the and the uh, the Buccaneers, but you need to have a good line. And the Steelers do not have that. So I don't know where they can find that if these guys can get something kick up their ass, but the, their front office also failed the Steelers too. They failed them. Yeah. For sure, man. I just I mean, as much as I am not a Steelers fan, I I really want to see the Steelers move on. I really want to see him move on. You know, I think it will be cool to see a young, um, a young, just a hot quarterback. You know what I mean? Like just a, just a, just a good draft pick, bring him in, you know, groom him and just have him take over the franchise, man. Because Ben Roethlisberger, you're looking at, at max, at max, say he has a, a good season. He ends the season, you know, Steelers make the playoffs and they have like a, a first round exit or something like that. Not a bad season by the Steelers' standards at this point, but I still think that they should probably move off of him, man, because it's time. It's I, time. I mean, what quarterbacks are there for you next year? You know, yeah. What's out there to get? I mean, I know they were they were. I don't know if they wanted Hurts, but they were close to the pick when Hurts got picked. That'd have been they awesome. Away from DK Metcalf a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't know who they would go with in that direction because I don't really trust their offensive coordinator either. I think their yeah. coordinator is. We, if we thought Roman was bad, go and watch the Steelers game. Yeah, I just think that they need an overall, like, uh, just a culture change. Just a culture change, a philosophy change. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I know as well, is kind of like a stuck-in-his-ways type coach. I don't really see a whole lot of innovation. Like you said, in that offense, I don't really see a whole lot of innovation in that offense. Like, we see screens all the time, things like that. Why isn't Mike Tomlin being the one to step up and say, hey, this isn't working? We need to play Ben Roethlisberger to his strengths at this point in his career. But they're not doing that. So I think there needs to be a culture change and a philosophy change in Pittsburgh. But we will leave it there for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. uh, Checking with them later on. Last thing I wanted to talk about for the Around the League segment was, you know, the NFC matchup yesterday. You know, you guys know which one I'm talking about. Oh, boy. The the Bucs traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams, and the Rams just not going for it. They were not going for it at all, like. The Rams shut them down pretty much. I don't want to say shut them down. They won by 10, but they controlled the game. Yeah. They controlled the game. Matthew Stafford looked really good. He made some good throws. Um, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup is a connection that I don't know how more people didn't see it coming, but I sure did. That's why I have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in one of my fantasy leagues. I, I made sure to you know make that a point. Cooper Cup is as one of the most talented receivers in the league, man. And he really put that on display last night. Um, the Rams defensive line was wrecking shop. Uh, they were able to uh, put pressure on Brady and that's how they were able to win that game. And I thought that yeah. the Rams, like I said, a couple weeks ago, man, they are my dark horses to come out of the NFC. And I don't know if they're dark horses anymore. They might be lead dogs. They might be favorites uh, over these next couple weeks. Cause they just knocked off the champs. Yeah. You know, and they look good doing it. They look damn good doing it. So what were your thoughts on the Bucks rams game yesterday, Alex? There's not many times like being proven wrong, but Matthew Stafford looks like the real fucking deal. He really he is. Yeah. He looks like the real deal. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say like I had him in my top 10 quarterbacks going to the season. I'm not going to say like, oh, he's going to be terrible, but they look very, very good. Um, and at the same time, I don't want to take anything – away from the Rams win, but the Buccaneers have a depleted secondary. Um, Sean yeah. Murphy bunting, you know, he got hurt the first week of the season. Carlton Davis is, isn't looking like himself. 
But at the same yeah. time, you got to beat who's in front of you, and they beat their reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Um, yeah. I think that Deshaun Jackson signing was, I mean, that deep ball threat. You still have a Van Jefferson who really hasn't even cracked his potential yet, and you have an offensive guru, the best. He's the best offensive mind in the league. I have a little care anybody says in Sean McVay. I'll die on that hill. Um, mm. He's just he's just having fun out there. And I actually got a memory from like three years ago today. I was actually watching the Vikings Rams Thursday night game. He was having fun that game too. And they won the Super Bowl that year. So when Sean yeah. McVay is having fun and just winning, the Vegas. Rams are they're a scary, scary team. And they're only getting better. Yeah. That was Cooper Cup, like his second year. Now look at him. Yeah. Mature, knows a lot more. And and the defense, you have the best quarterback in the league in Jalen Ramsey. The best defensive tackle, you know, record book wise, top five all time right. in Aaron Donald. Um, exactly. the linebackers scare me. Their linebackers do scare me. I don't trust Kenny Young. I don't trust them. <laughs> um, but they're they're probably one of the most complete teams in the league. Probably a top three complete team. They're a hell of a team. Definitely, man. I definitely love what I saw from them yesterday. And I have very, very high expectations for the Rams. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if they did go to the Super Bowl, man. I think that, you know, all they were missing was a quarterback. A quarterback who can go off script, make things happen when not a whole lot is happening. You know, and that's what Matthew Stafford is and what Jared Goff really is not. So, you know, it's definitely paying off there. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on here. We're going to be running into uh, Monday Night Football here soon. So we'll go ahead and just make our Monday Night Football predictions. Wait, can we talk um, real quick more about NFC West? Real quick. Real oh, quick. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. The Cardinals, they look very good. I, I cannot wait for the Cardinals and Rams to play each other. Two high-flying offenses. Rams. Rondell Moore looks nasty. Christian Kirk looks yeah. nasty. And the Seahawks, bro. Oh, they don't look too good. They don't look yeah. too good. I, yeah. I think Pete Carroll is um he might be on the hot seat come come midseason because there's already a little friction between him and Russell. They don't look like a good team right now. They don't. They don't, man. Yeah. They always start off strong, but they they fall yeah. apart. They fall yeah. apart and they just cannot get it back together. So I agree with you there. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. Let's go ahead and get into our Monday night football predictions here. So the uh, the Eagles are getting ready to take on the Cowboys. Where are they playing at? I think. Oh, they're playing in Dallas. In, in Dallas. Dallas. Okay. In Dallas. Um, let's not miss any words here, Alex. Who do you got winning and by what score? I got uh, the Cowboys with Dakota at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I got them winning by 10 points. Let's go 31-21. I think it would kind of be close division game, yeah. and then they just run away with it. I think CD Lamb, Sedarian's gonna have a big game. Oklahoma boy. Okay, I like. Or that. my like Siri that. can just pop up because I said CD Lamb, Sedarian. I don't know why Siri popped up, but here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got I got the Cowboys winning. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I got Cowboys too. Um, listen, the Eagles aren't playing terribly. Um, the offensive line isn't all that bad. Uh, Jalen Hurts just needs to make something happen. This is going to be Jalen Hurts is like, this is why I love that this game is on primetime. And you let you, Alex, last week, you were like, stop giving us NFC East games on primetime. But, yeah, like, but I'm like, look, man, Jalen Hurts on primetime. That's not a bad idea. Cool I want to see it. I want to see I'd, that. Right. I'd, I'd rather see the Eagles and Washington football team play rather than, you know, rather than the Giants playing. Or the, the, I'm tired of the Cowboys. As long as it's not the Giants. <laughs> bro, literally. Bro, as long as it's not the Giants. Thank you. They suck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely am looking forward to seeing Jalen Hurts here on Monday Night Football. But I think that the, the Dallas Cowboys, they'll probably just be a little bit too much for the Eagles. 
So for that reason, I have them winning, but not by much. I think that the Eagles will make it an interesting game. Okay. I, I would I would take the uh, Cowboys by a touchdown. I'm thinking more so like 30-23. That's what okay. I'm thinking. So kind of close to yours, but yeah, I'm, I'm going 30-23 on that one. That sounds good to me. I yeah. think it's time that we wrap it up. Yeah, we should go All ahead right. and wrap this now. Um, yeah, so... This has been episode 74 of the Purple Rain Podcast. We don't want to run too much into Monday Night Football, so you guys go ahead and enjoy that game. If you're part of the hashtag Replay Gang, you're watching this after the fact. Thank you so, so much. Make sure you leave a like on the video and subscribe to the channel as well because we will be posting so much more often. You guys can already see it. We're posting videos throughout the week now and stuff like that. So make sure you guys are locked in here to the Purple Rain Podcast channel. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Purple Rain Podcast as well. And with that being said, I'm going to let my guy Alex take us out for the night. Thank you for coming through. Episode 74, Purple Rain Podcast. Ravens, 2-1. and one. A lot better than 1-2. and two, Okay? It was an ugly win, but it's a win nonetheless. You know? Yeah. Don't forget that. Um, hope right. you guys have a fantastic, lovely, outstanding, fabulous week coming up. You will see us yeah. back here on Thursday. Enjoy Monday Night Football. And yes. as always, stay positive, test negative. And never, ever, ever forget, even when things are going rough... Yes. To call God, you know, we're going to catch you guys in the next 